flown. I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours. And ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Audio Drama Networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Welcome, friend. Have a seat by the fire. Make yourself comfortable. But while life does remain in memoriam, I'll retain this small violet I plucked from mother's The streets remember. Those words murmured like a ghostly echo, a forgotten voice carried aloft on London's crisp October chill. A woman's voice, faint on the wind, cold and withered, spoke of that grisly, unrepentant act carved with the blade's edge in flesh, stone, and time for all posterity. The streets do remember, and with a tone light as a feather, the dead woman's voice whispered across the ages, So soon shall you. You're listening to Campfire Radio Theatre. Our tale for All Hallows' Eve is a continuation of the dark tome crafted by writer-director Blaine Hicklin. A modern penny dreadful, if you will. So walk with us along the streets of Old Whitechapel, if you dare, and listen closely. For on a cool autumn night such as this, there's no telling what tales one might hear. The play is called Rip. Because many a sane man have lost their way down the path we set foot upon now. Another pint, barkeep. Three pounds sixty. Not on the house this time. Sorry, mate. Can't give it all away, you know. (laughs) This old Jim chappy... Was he really related to one of the Ripper's victims? Couldn't say, Gov. Well, he knows his history. Still, between you and me, he's embellishing a lot. Some very prominent historians wonder if it might have been five different killers. But, uh, let's keep that quiet. I don't want you to lose your tourist trade. (laughs) Very thoughtful. Yeah, well... I've read up on it. Well, just you pop back and let us know when you crack it, eh? Oi, Freddy. Three points of foot as I send you. Right or right. He didn't mean anything by it. I embarrassed him. If this one got stroppy with me, I'd stuff his knob right down his throat and let him choke. I'd like to see you try. Uh, that hurts. Too right. Cheerio. <laughs> uh, look who made it back. Almost started without you, mate. Oh, the bartender was asking me some questions, and I thought... Well, me lovelies, I think I shall set off for home now. Hang on, I thought you were going to tell us that about... That before you took 20 minutes ordering a single pint. One pint? It was your round. 
Oh, it's just my wallet's packed, and Good I, night, all. Wait, could you just... Sorry, but, but just tell us about the last victim, the one that died close to here. Mary Jane Kelly, where he cut her heart out and skinned her out. I'll not jump ahead. It's to be told in sequence, or it won't be told. Okay, he's tired. Let's call it a night. Don't ruin this for me, Alma. Uh, um, I'd be happy to buy the next two rounds. That's more like it. Two rounds, you said. Scout's honor. Do you know how much that costs? Might be best to hand over the money first, mate. Show good faith and all. Alma, can you give them 20 quid? 25 more like. Steven. Please. Just okay, this. Okay, whatever. But that's all there is. Don't get anything from me. I took a pill earlier. It didn't bother you before. Well, I'm starting to feel it. But, you know, maybe I'll take another half to keep things mellow. Oh, damn it. Hold your money, lad. Put a sock in it, you. If the lady won't be drinking, I won't be drinking. And I won't be party to hangers on. Like all that, I'm friendly. Just because you're all arse over tip. I won't see her taken in by the likes of you lot. You're welcome to come and go as you please. But we must push on now or I won't be seeing my bed this night. So sit, if you've a mind. Now, you must remember, young people, at this point all of London were figuring out that the murder of Polly Nichols and Annie Chapman might be connected. And the thought that so vicious a monster as this took the air every night brought not only terror, but a thrill to the populace. Didn't he kill two women in one night? When does that happen? That were next. What is this? Ah, somebody left the gate open, I think. I cannot even see two feet. What is the matter? Move, stupid horse. Come on. Come on. Easy. Easy. It's okay. It's okay. Who's there? with me. There's a woman in the yard. I don't know if she's drunk or dead. I think she's not moving. No, no, she's not. Light a match. Here, I'll lift her head. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Jesus, she's dead all right. Look, you see that line? There's blood going into the gutter there. Her throat's cut. It's still warm though. I'll get the constable. Yeah, go on in. What's setting around? Grapes? You're right then, Mr. Deemschutz. When my little pony stopped, I thought I heard someone else in the yard. Long Liz Stride. Moved to London from Sweden some time before. Hello. Meddled in prostitution and settled down with her husband. Running a coffee shop till they sold it and their luck turned. 
He died a few years before she, and she found herself in the company of one Michael Kidney, a man of violent temper, and they lived together on and off. Mostly she made a living by sewing, or as a charwoman, but that didn't always line the pockets proper, and she'd fallen out with Kidney that past week, which is to say she required the means for renting a bed. On the night of her untimely demise, she was seen in the presence of other men earlier in the night. There were reports about her and what were took as a sailor or the like, snogging on Burner Street. Say anything but your prayers. (laughs) (laughs) At least one gentleman had his advances turned away that night, said witnesses. Not tonight. And then, not an hour before she was discovered, a Mr. Schwartz described an incident in which a man sporting a moustache, wearing an overcoat and a wide-brimmed felt hat, pushed her down near the very spot where a body were found, in which Schwartz moved on but claimed he were followed by another as far as the railway arch, suggesting, as it were, that another man were involved. Or perhaps it were just coincidence. Then Mr. Best and his mate reported she were behaving in an unseemly manner with yet another mustachioed suitor, donning morning coat and billycock hat. And did he stare them down something hard when they asked him to bring her into the pub to get something to drink? If one of these passers-by laid eyes on a killer, we'll never know. Nor can we know whether or not they might have been the same man. Somebody left the gate open, I think. Whatever were the truth, the result were the same. Who's there? Long Liz's shadow would never again haunt the streets of Whitechapel. Some cast doubt on whether or not this were in fact a ripper killing, as only the throat had been cut into the deep muscle on one side, but hardly more than a scratch on the other. But most deduce he found himself interrupted, and that his lust for blood were not yet sated. Twice that night were Kate Eddowes' body found in the street. The first time she were charged with being drunk and disorderly, and passed out where those citizens of this fair community were trying to stroll. Nothing. In truth, our Kate were right pleasant when sober. An intelligent woman, them that knew her said. But in a drunken state, she made quite the spectacle. She weren't known for walking the street, and the man Kelly that she took up with claimed no knowledge of her prostitution. Her aunt practically raised her, took Kate out of the workhouse she did, until little Miss Eddowes went with that pensioner. Aye, they did well for themselves for a time. But it was soon that she found herself standing outside the door with three children, facing an aunt who would have no more to do with her. And a woman must live. But better it should have been if she'd stayed overnight in that cell than proclaim her sobriety, to which they agreed and cut her loose in and about the same moment Long Liz were meeting her fate. Good night, old cock. Good night, then. Kate had fallen prey to the drink again, and that were when she met up with himself. 
Some claimed to have seen him together, talking quiet in the shadows, describing him as well-dressed with a peaked hat and moustache. But we must take these sightings with a grain of salt, for there are some who would insert themselves into a story for the sake of it, and those who might remember details a bit too clearly for that time of night. Still, the shorthand on the clock had not even managed a complete rotation from the death of Liz Stride up to the discovery of Kate Eddowes' body. The woman's been ripped up in my swear! He had done a job of this one, and no mistake. <coughs> of all the killings thus far, this was the most terrifying because he left almost no part of her alone. Her face was mutilated beyond recognition, with flaps carved into her cheeks, eyes cut, lips split open, and the tip of her nose sliced off clean so you could see the skull, even clipped off her ear, which it fell out of her dress when they moved her. Up and over her shoulders he strung a piece of gut and split her from rectum to her. <sighs> speak of that in mixed company mind and that weren't all as you'd imagine Eric's was severed below the vocal cord all the deep structures were severed to the bone the knife mark of death was hemorrhage from the left common carotid artery the death was immediate and the mutilations were inflicted he examined the abdomen the front walls were laid open from the breast bones to the Another pubes. incision into the liver of about two and a half inches, and below this, the left lobe of the liver was about two feet of the colon was cut away. Um, <clears throat> the pancreas was cut, but not through. The tineal lining was cut on the left side, and the left kidney taken out. And I believe the perpetrator of the act must have had considerable knowledge of the position of the organs in the abdominal cavity and the way of removing them. This were about the time the Ripper letters arrived. The only one being most likely authentic were sent from hell with the sliver of human kidney that tested positive for the very same Bright's disease Mrs. Eddowes was known to have. And there were the mysterious message scribbled on the wall some blocks away near a bloody scrap of her apron. What read, The Jews are not the men that will be blamed for nothing. Which might not be written by his hand, nor be connected to the act. A fiendish piece of narrow-minded propaganda, more like. But it lives in the legend, and as such we durst neglect it. But as horrifying as the murder of Kate Eddowes may have been, it were all just the dress rehearsal for the murder of sweet Mary Jane Kelly. I don't know if I can listen to another one. Shh, this is the best part. Stephen. No, this is the one where he cuts out... I wouldn't use that phrasing around here, my lad. There are those that still believe the ghost of the Ripper walks these streets, preying on the souls of poor sots who admire his work. Not to mention... <clears throat> I am of some distant relation to Miss Kelly and might take offence to your tone. So you really are related to Mary Jane Kelly? If you believe the family legend, then yes. Wow, 
Didn't it happen close by? Aye, just round the corner from here. <gasps> what were Dorset Street in bygone days? Closed it off to put up a blooming car park. So it's right here. Go out the door to the left, walk past Christchurch over to Brushfield, stand at the end of the churchyard, and you can see where Miller's Court were. A warehouse with great green garage doors. (laughs) Here it was, sure enough, that he took the heart right out of her chest. Not to mention stripping the flesh off her inner thigh, right down to the femur. Because by this time, he had brung his technique to perfection. And he could take his time. And just hours before she was heard singing that song, the one that goes, But while life does remain, to cheer me I'll retain this small violet I plucked from mother's grave. Stop it. I have three hours of not sleeping to do before I get on a plane to get away from this place forever, and I don't want to hear another word. I'm sorry, my lovely. Oh, no, no. Of course you're right. Oh, no, no, no. Come on. You can't stop now. Not now. But it would be monstrous wicked to consider these acts something to relish. Have you learned nothing, you thick git? Huh? I took the pains to show it weren't just about a murderer, but about the lives he took. The poor women with souls and hopes and hearts, missing or no, of their own. Your dearest Alma is right, boy. Let the dead rest in peace now. And be gone with you. I have a bed to get to. Are you all right, though? Yes, yes. Thank you. I'm. I just. I just have to get out of here. I think my pills are kicking in, and and I need air. You know, it's so stuffy in this place. I can hear my heart beating in my ears. Let, let me help you with your coat there. Thank you, Stephen. Are you coming, or will you book another flight home? Damn it, Alma. Better go with her, lad. I don't think you'll find you're welcome too warm here if you choose to stay. Take care now, folks. Mind how you's going. Well done, Jim Kelly. Too right. Get in, James. <laughs> if you think that was good, you should have been here for the one I hooked last week. Had that manky git convinced Sherlock Holmes himself worked the case. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Great. I hate rain. Could you share with me so that I don't get wet? You know, you could have gone to the bathroom or something. He'd just about finished. Sorry to spoil your evening. You could have given me five more minutes. Can we minutes. talk about this later? You weren't I... to be getting a warm welcome here, me lad. <sighs> Old coot. And I know for a fact he muddled up a lot of his history. The second murder happened at Hanbury Street, not Hanover Street. If we don't Street. get to the tube soon, I remember reading I about pass it. Out. I almost corrected him, but I didn't want to be rude. I'm really feeling lightheaded. I told you not to take those pills. So don't tell me. Stephen, come on. I don't like standing around here. I'm pretty freaked out. Oh from my an... god. What? This is. Oh, 
I think this is... Look, 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 look. Uh, he said Brushfield Street, didn't he? Why do you think I would oh, care? Oh, that's the end of the churchyard. And, and then there's uh, a green garage door down some alley. Maybe that one. I can't do any more wandering. Wait around. here. By the fence. Here, okay? I'll, I'll be Don't right Don't you back. dare leave me here. I'm not going to get a chance like this maybe ever again. I mean, there's nothing to be afraid of, see? It's a well-lit street with people. I don't see any people. I'll just be right back. Bastard! Oh, God, he was right about the drugs, though. I, I, I gotta stay awake. Oh, my head feels like it's full of cotton or mud. Who's there? <gasps> oh, you gave me a turn. Look, shame on you, skulking about like that. What with all this nonsense going around? If you were in the pub, you've already got me spooked. Just so stop hiding back there. Well, seriously, that's enough, okay? I can see you behind the obelisk. What do you say? Yeah. All right. Please stop it before I. No. Oh, wait. Oh, okay, it's just a, a tree in the courtyard. I think I saw <gasps> it. Jesus! Shit, thank God. Oh, no, hey. Hey, it's okay. I saw the warehouse with the big doors. I I can't tell you what color it is, but I think I can get to it from the second level of the parking garage. I can sneak past no, if I do Steven, the No, Steven, Steven, don't go. You were right about the pills. I, I, I'm having some sort of... I, I don't know. I, I just... See, I thought I heard... what did I tell you? Maybe next time you'll listen. I'm scared, okay? Let's just no, get just back look, to the... listen, listen. Just relax. I won't be more than a minute or two. No, 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 Stephen, don't leave me. Stephen, I'm really scared. Stephen! Good night. Nighty night, Daddy. Oh, God, help me. Come on. Okay, just hold it together. Three and a half hours and you'll be on a plane home, right? I'm... Same person, but. Half a mind to march over there and tell her to shut it. And just leave that woman alone. What's it to you if she wants to sit? No, 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 it's, it's not happening. There is no one here. I am standing against a fence, staring at a phone box, and there's a white parking garage. I just. I, it's maybe. Maybe if I. Maybe if I shut my eyes and walk straight, I can clear my head. Oh, Jesus, help her! 
I'm never taking these pills again. Here's the construction. Whatever they're working on must be some kind of... Oh! Oh, well, that's perfect. Great place for a pit! Could have put a fence around it to keep idiots like me from taking a dive. I mean, this end's pretty shallow, but if someone fell in over there... Good night, Mama! <sighs> oh, you asshole! You have any idea what I've been going through? Oh. Sorry, miss. Didn't mean to rattle you. Uh, no. No, I'm so sorry, Mr. Uh, Jim, right? I didn't catch your last name, I'm sorry. Jim's fine. So where's that husband of yours? Or faffing about? Oh, he wanted to see, you know... Uh, right. Couldn't stash you away in a safe place first. Real prize, that one. Maybe you should come along with me, love. No, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, you, you sound different out here than you did in the pub. What's up with that? You don't want to be standing about in these streets. I can take you round to the pub if you like. Let him worry, says me. Um, no, look, I told you, really, I, I'm all right. The street's well lit, and people are walking by all the time. Yes, and you're in a dark churchyard next to a four-foot bloody hole. Wouldn't take much for some wanker to... Oh. Careful, love. <laughs> Careful. I'm not a threat to you, if that's what you're thinking. I just don't feel right leaving you here. I'm sorry. I'm just a little on edge. But I think I'm okay now. Well... I can't make you do anything you don't want to. But please be safe. I know you had a fright in there, and there's those what might take advantage. Something about these streets twists people's minds, you see. And you being in the shape you're in, well... Just promise me this, lass. If you feel you're in trouble, get back to the pub. They like to take the piss, but they're a good crowd. Oh, thank you. And... For what it's worth, if I were you, I'd consider getting clear of that one. You're worth ten of him. Nighty-night, love. Okay, maybe he's right. I should really just get my head straight, and I can't do that out here. Hello? Jim, did you for forget something? Oh. Well, I thought I... No, that's not him. I, I, don't, I don't see anyone, actually. Okay, take a deep breath. Just uh, gotta calm down. Just keep breathing. Okay. He's here. No, you should. 
no need for all this fuss, pet. There's no saving you. Take me home now. What's that? I said. Oh, look, you must have kicked the dirt loose after you fell. What do you think that is? An, an old jar or something? Just leave it. <gasps> oh, yeah. It's a jar. And there's something in it. See? Look, if you hold it up to the light, it looks like. Holy Christ! <gasps> is that. Is that someone's heart? It's a prank. Maybe someone was trying to bury it, and I walked up on them, and I was too out of it to know. Yeah, 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 probably, but it looks pretty old. Shriveled. Never seen a jar like this outside of a museum. Hate this place. Something rolled up inside this... I, I guess it's leather. It's falling apart in my fingers. That's not possible. Is that... Steven, let's get out of here. Oh, look at the blade. I want to leave. Right. Now. Oh, we've got to take this with us. We have to show it to no, someone. No, someone is just playing a sick joke. Drop it and come on. Steven? I'm keeping it. So you're going to smuggle a foot-long knife on a plane? I could take it to the pub and show it to old Jim. He left already. How do you know that for sure? He passed by. Oh. Just leave it where you found it. I'll let go of my arm right now. Drop it, Stephen. Why? You scared? Stephen. Are you scared, Alma? Huh? You put that... Stephen! <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. It's not funny! You almost cut me! Just step back, now! Stephen! Stephen, get back! You know, Steven. Just, no, no, you know, Steven, I'm just kidding around. Back. I'm just kidding around. Come here. No, you stay away from me. Come here. I mean it. Get back. <laughs> Steven! been listening to Campfire Radio Theatre. Tonight's tale was part two of Rip, written and directed by Blaine Hicklin. 
Our series is produced by John Ballantyne. Featured in the cast were Rish Outfield as Old Jim, Gertie Steele as Alma, Alan Steele as Stephen, Robert Cudmore as the barman, Spooner, and the murderer, Wendy Bilton Arbuckle as Mary Jane Kelly and Liz Stride, David Alt as Hugh, Sasha Bibbin as Dean Schultz, Caitlin Snedden as Susan, Mary Ann Cox, and Ms. Prater and Scott Z as Dr. Brown. Also featured were Matthew McLean, Jim Balfour, Helen Sykes, Fred Sykes, Mark Howard, Mino Rasik, Laurel Hicklin, and Blaine Hicklin. Production assistance by Claire Gutrich. Music by Kevin Hartnell. Vocal arrangements performed by Lisa Graves-Taylor. Sound design by Blaine Hicklin and John Ballantyne. Additional sound courtesy of Free Sound Project. Mixing and post-production by John Ballantyne. Visit us at campfireradiotheater.podbean.com and on Facebook at Campfire Radio Theater. Traffic! Boss! A baby! A baboon! That does it! AD, take me away! Lose your cares in the luxury of a warm audio drama. AD softens the calluses on your soul, leaving you feeling silky smooth as it lifts your spirits. The soft, luxurious, and fragrantly sonic world of audio drama. It's like no other aural experience. Audio drama. I love it. Pamper your soul with an audio drama. Nurture yourself in narrative. AD. Now with dynamic panning crystals. Available on the Mutual Audio Network or wherever oral narratives are sold. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.